thank you, Lord. We just thank you that we're standing before you this day. Amen. You know, when you're going through physical stuff, which I did this week, it's, I'm grateful to be here. Amen? Because the devil is a liar, and we're going to do what God's called us to do no matter what. Amen? Amen. And so the message title is, That's God. Pastor Candy shared that the word that she was given for 2024 last week was transformation. And I believe that it goes along with what I had shared about expect more in 2024, especially greater love. As we experience more and greater love, thank you, Miss Jamie. Love this year, it will transform us. How many of you know that's the truth? Amen. In my message, I explained that I believe God was going to show his love in a greater way with manifestations, with actions, with signs and wonders, miracles, and even supernatural miracles that will touch you so deeply with an understanding of how much he loves us, loves our families, and loves our nation and this world. The scripture that the Holy Spirit brought to my mind concerning uh, this was 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. And, and, and since I shared this, this week I've heard other ministers and other pastors talking about 2024 and saying the same thing, that we're going to see things and hear things and uh, experience things we've never seen or heard before. So this morning I'm going to give you some examples of what I'm talking about when, uh, with the intention of helping us to open your eyes and your ears not to miss what God is doing. But before I do, I want to remind you of something. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So with that in mind, uh, whatever God did in the past, he can also do today and even greater things, right? When God did miracles in Egypt, all the things that took place then, I would imagine the people could have said, that's God. In Exodus 12, 23, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he smith, smith, seeth the blood upon the lentil and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in onto the houses to smite you. I'm sure the people could have said, that's God, when others were dying and they were not. I would have once again said, that's God. How about when the this happened when the children of Israel were at the Red Sea. I'm just showing some really tre tremendous examples in the Word of God where no one could have denied that's God. Amen? In Exodus 14, I'm going to read the whole thing from 21 to 31. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. How many of you would have said, that's God? And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them, and their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians, and I, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, even as I'm reading the things that have happened in the past, that you can bring to our remembrance and to our thoughts that we're hearing this of the things that he can do for us today. Amen? And the Egyptians pursued and went into all of them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. 
Here's the enemy coming after them. And let me tell you, the enemy's been coming after us. Lord looked onto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and the troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels and they drave them heavenly drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said let us flee from this face of Israel for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians may the enemy that's coming against us feel that same power and pressure coming against him that he will flee and leave us alone and the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon the chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand in the sea, and the, and the sea returned to its strength with the, mor with the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overflowed, overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the water returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh, that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were all wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did unto the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Beloved, that is God. This is just a few of the uncommon, creative, supernatural miracles that God did in the word of God. But again, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we should be expecting him to do it again. In the days since I preached last, there has been situations that I heard about and even gone through myself and found myself saying, I was just saying, that's God. That's God. I'd hear something on the news or I'd hear go through something, and I'd say, that's God. So when I asked the Holy Spirit what I should preach today, guess what he told me? Preach, that's God. And then I realized what he was saying and helping me to understand what he meant about the manifestations, the actions, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, and even supernatural miracles that I mentioned in my message that would be happening to show us his greater love. Here are some examples of the miracles that have happened and some of the miracles that have happened and would encourage us to ask the Holy Spirit to help us not miss what he's doing. Amen. Give me a minute. Whew, my mouth is dry. And yes, thank you for the heat. In Toyota on, I'm in Toyota, in Tokyo on January 2nd, well, it's closed. Toyota, you know, Japanese, you know. you got a sense of humor, right? In Tokyo, on January 2nd, 2024, a fully loaded Japan, Japanese airliner passenger plane crashed into a small Japanese Coast Guard plane, causing a massive fireball on the runway. All 379 people on that passenger plane survived. And when I heard that, I said, that's God. However, sadly, only one of the six of the Coast Guard crew survived, and it was in critical condition. We pray that he's recovering. 
One of the headlines after this happened said, it was a miracle. Passengers and aviation experts praised the speed of the evacuation. A passenger said that the explosion happened 10 minutes after everyone and I had gotten off the plane. He went on to say that I can only say it was a miracle. We could have died if we had been late getting off the plane. That's God. Because the, fire, the plane was already on fire when they were all escaping that plane. I also heard an expert say that had that passenger plane crashed just a few feet further up than where they did, there would have been an, ex an instant explosion that no one would have survived. When I heard this, I said, that's God. Then another miracle that happened caused me to say that's God was on January 8th. 2024, when an Alaskan airline, Boeing 737 MAX 9, flying from Portland, Oregon to Oran uh, Ontario, California, was minutes into its journey and had uh, reached approximately 16,000 feet when the plug door blew off. Some of y'all maybe have heard this stuff, but maybe you didn't acknowledge it to say, that's God. This was the first miracle because when a pressurized cabin decompresses at 30,000 feet in the air at 300 or 600 miles per hour, there's no oxygen, and it gets so cold immediately, and an open door would release the cabin's ball of pressure, causing an immediate suction explosion. A decompression of the aircraft, which takes less than zero... 0.5 seconds is considered by most authorities to be an explosive. The cabin air may fill with dust and debris and fog causing, caused by associated drops in temperature and change in relative humidity. Crew may be mo momentarily dazed or shocked, especially in the event that was unexpected and may therefore be slow to get their oxygen mask. Decompression sickness is another hazard association with high-altitude decompression. It's the cause of decompression is, stru is, is structural failure, failure of a window, for example. There may be a risk of some crew or passengers being uh, buffed by strong winds, hit by debris, and extreme cold temperatures, or even being sucked out of the aircraft. Another reason for wearing your seatbelts and harnesses when you're on planes. Decompression at 30,000 feet can cause serious lung injuries caused by rapid increasing positive pressure leading to tearing of the lung tissues and serious lung damage. Another miracle was that the two seats that were next to that door were not occupied. That's God. The third seat by the aisle had a 15-year-old whose shirt was ripped off of him. There was also a man I, I heard this week that was sitting behind that row. He was in the middle, and his shoes and socks were sucked off of his feet. And he felt like, you know, it, he could have been sucked out feet first. None of the 171 passengers of six and six crew members suffered serious injuries, and the plane did not sustain any structural damage. That's God. There were cell phones and other items that were sucked out. And like I said, even the socks and shoes of a man. But it was a miracle that no one was. I'm telling you, the size of that hole that no one was sucked out of. Am I telling the right, Kim? You, you working for airline? It's a miracle. And I went, that's God. 
Two of the cell phones had been recovered. Now, when it, no, let me go back. The door was discovered in a backyard. To me, this was another miracle because it didn't fall on anyone. Two of the cell phones have been recovered, and people in the area are still looking uh, and searching for other things that had been sucked out of the plane. That's God. When they were able to land, all the passengers and crew were safe. That's God. Then on Monday, January the 8th, 2024, these are things that just happened. There was a gas explosion at the historical Sandman Hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas, originating from the inside of a sushi restaurant in the hotel. Another reason why I won't eat sushi. <laughs> it was reported 21 people had been injured with no fatalities. Many of the victims suffered minor injuries with one person who's said to be in critical condition and four in serious, but not a life-threatening condition. That's God. I mean, I was watching the TV, uh, talking to Bishop at the time, when I saw this on the news sitting at Cadillac, and I'm getting ready to tell you about that, but I was sitting at Cadillac watching the TV and on the phone with Bishop, and I said, Bishop, there's just been an explosion. And they showed it. I mean, the building was really all over the place and 21 people were injured but nobody died that's God first Peter let me just say my intention is to point out that manifestations acts of God signs and wonders are happening around us every day and for us to be more aware of them God did not cause these things to happen. We are warned in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he might devour. But that's God. He's our supernatural, miracle-working God, and he's in, he is, and will be protecting us in situations and circumstances. But we need to start allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to open our eyes to see and to hear where he's moving. And what, how would you have felt had you been on that plane? And you had not been, can you, I mean, the thought, just that one comment about two people, two seats were not occupied that were next to that door. I'm telling you, those people would have been sucked out. No doubt. That's God. And how grateful those people have to be. And, and if we would start acknowledging God, and, and, and when people are talking about this, you can say, that's God. That's our God. He, he was on the scene, even though the enemy was trying to take down that plane or even destroy or kill people. That's God that they were saved. Miracles mean a surprising and un, a welcome event that is not explained by nature or scientific, scientific law and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agent, a highly extraordinary event, development, or accomplishment that brings very welcome consequences, an amazing product or achievement, a wonder, a marvel, a supernatural phenomena. A miracle is an event not ascribed to human power or the law of nature and consequently attributes to a supernatural, especially divine agent. Amen. With miracles happening around us every day of our lives, we can become so accustomed to them that we're missing them. I believe miracles have been happening around us for quite a while, but now God's really emphasizing it because he's wanting us to understand that if we'll acknowledge it, our love can be increased for him, realizing how he's taking care of us and what he's doing. 
So then, I've been sharing some big, more obvious miracles that have happened in the last week. But let me share a more personal thing that happened to me that caused me to say that's God. On Monday, I was on my way to the bank when I realized that my tire pressure was at 13. Thank you, nail in the parking lot. I started praying. I got to the bank, and I made it home, and I was thanking God so that another time I said, uh, that's God taking care of me. I called the, uh, the road service people that came the last time I had a flat, which was a couple weeks ago, and they came, and t- the tire, and they took it in. But in this case, they weren't able to fix it. Last time they fixed it and didn't charge me anything. This time the, the nail was in such a place that I had to buy a new tire. Was not happy about it, but praise God, he, I had the money to do it. So while uh, they told me to come, and, and they were changing the tire, and I had to go to Cadillac to pick it up. So while I was in the, um, the waiting room, uh, waiting to have my car fixed, um, I got into a discussion with an elderly couple. They were believers, and the wife began sharing with me that her 82-year-old husband had had heart issues and that they didn't expect him to live but a few days, so they they had called in hospice. When, when, (laughs) When he had heard this, he refused to believe it and accept it. And so they, he started. So he said, "Look, we're gonna, we're gonna start traveling." And they started traveling around Texas in the last year and went on an Amtrak train to New Orleans and two other cities. They decided they were going to live and make the best of every moment until he died. Now he's sitting right there. She's telling me this, and he's sitting right there. She then said, "They told us this diagnosis three years ago." And that's when I said, that's God. She agreed, and I prayed with her. We prayed, and I prayed that they could continue traveling. She said they were there. It was funny, but I I really feel like God had them there and me there for that purpose. Um, She said he somehow lost his key to, to the car, and so they had to redo it or whatever. But, I, but they were getting it fixed. And I said, well, now that your car's fixed, get going. Come on. So I prayed for them that they'd continue to travel. Go to the co- they were thinking we were planning to go to the coast. Go on. Do it. Come on. Do what you can do. Do it now. Amen? And don't, get a, you know, don't wait till you get a diagnosis like that to say, well, I'm going to live and do everything I wanted to do before, you know what I'm saying? So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was God. But I'm just telling you right now, I believe with all my heart that there's so many things that's happening in our lives every day that if we'll pay attention and not be so busy and not be so uh, in tune with the Spirit, you could miss what God is doing. Do you know God is really doing a lot right now in our nation, in our government, maybe on your jobs? Even in this church, I said, okay, Lord, what are you trying to, it's God that we're here and can still be online with as many that are missing. Amen? God is faithful. God is going to take care of us. God is going to provide for us. We're not giving up. We're not quitting. We're not stopping. That's right, Mark. We're not quitting. We're not giving up. We're not stopping. We went to see Mark on Friday. He's doing great. Amen? As much as he's been through, he is so positive and still trusting God. Amen? 
God is faithful. That's God. That is God. Is there anything you're thinking about right now that you could say, that's God? That was God. God who provided for me. God who took care of me. God who brought me through whatever attacks. I, I went through an, uh, what I thought was a gallbladder attack on Monday. I said, no, devil, you're a liar. A few people said, go see the doctor. I said, I went to see Dr. Jesus. You know, that's the doctor I go to. Now, if he tells me to go, I will. I have nothing against doctors, but I just know that when the enemy's attacking, I've got to go to Jesus. Amen? So let me share this scripture to kind of bring this to a conclusion. I'm going to probably finish early today. 1 Corinthians 2, 5 through 16. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We've got to stop looking to man for their wisdom, their suggestions, their advice, what they think we ought to do. We have to depend on the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in mysteries, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Let me say right here that if you're looking for God situations to have manifestations and actions and miracles taking place, you've got to start relying on God to come in on your circumstance and situation and help you to do it through his power, through his anointing, and through his direction. Then you can come back and say, that's God. Where was I? Okay, which none of the prince of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. He's prepared things for us. Are we aware of the things that he's prepared for us? Are we thankful for the things that we already have? The things he's already done. I woke up this morning saying, thank you, Lord, for my house. I say our house because it's our house. And I thank you, Lord, for the heat, for the heater working. Amen? Thank you. My pipes are not going to break. Thank him for the things that he has already protected you and blessed you with. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. I don't know about you, but I want to know the deep things of God. I want to know the mysteries from the throne room of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, saveth the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And that's the sad part, is a lot of people don't even understand what God is doing because it's spiritual things. When Candy talked about being transformed, it's going to be a spiritual work. Next year, you're going to know, hey, I don't do that anymore, or I don't feel like that anymore, or this doesn't You know what I'm telling you? And then you go, that's God. 
I mean, I started this year out. Now, I didn't, I, I've known better than to make a resolution that I'm going to lose weight. I just don't do that anymore because, you know, you know you're not going to do it. But all of a sudden, I realized after about the first week, my appetite had changed, and I wasn't eating like I was. And I was like one meal, you know, and I'm not hungry, and I'm not really wanting to eat, and it's, it was really weird. And when I weighed this morning, I've lost eight pounds, and I won't even try You know what I'm saying? God is going to do things supernaturally because he knows our heart and our desire, and he knows that we can't always do it on our own. Amen? I said, keep doing it, God. Whatever you're doing, do it. Transform me. Okay, where did I leave off? For the, they are foolishness unto him. Can you, can, you know, I told somebody the other day, I said, God can take off weight just like that. I've heard of people in services testify their pants fell off in the service because they had lost so much weight right there in the presence of God. Now, that's foolishness to somebody who doesn't know God, and they don't believe it, Okay. But we should know that our God can do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. Because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritually judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For whom hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. I'm praying that we come to a place as the body of Christ for this house to have such faith and such trust in God that you're not moved, you're not shaken, that it doesn't matter what you're facing, what our families are facing, what we're going through, that we're not trusting God in all things. And when I came this morning, I got, God, this is your church. Well, I'm trusting you. I don't know what you're doing and and all that's happening and and all that people that are not going to be there today, but I thank you. You've got this, and he does, and he did. Amen? Amen. And so, like I said, what the devil's meant for bad, he's, God's using it for his glory. Amen? Amen. So we need to be asking the Holy Spirit to help us every day to discern what God is doing to show us his greater love that will transform us into loving others in a greater way. These are spiritual moves of God that are spiritually discerned, and we don't want to miss it. And I believe that God is doing something in this, in this realm every single day. I bet there are so many testimonies, testimonies coming out of uh, Israel right now that we don't even know, where God is protecting his children and providing for them in supernatural ways. But he can do that for us too. Open our eyes to see it, to believe it, to walk in it, to understand it. But more than that, that as he's transforming you and and increasing your love for him and for others, that you are apt to minister to others in in this way. Amen? This lady sitting there, she was listening to my conversation with Bishop. That's what started it all. And I was sharing with Bishop some of the things that we're going to be doing when he's here. And she was listening to all of that. And she thought that was so cool, what I was saying. And so it just opened the door for me to start ministering to her. Don't miss your opportunities. Do not miss the opportunities that you have to minister to people around you. Be sensitive. Ask the Holy Spirit, who around me today would you have me give them a word 
or an encouragement. How many of you know talking about what I shared today are testimonies that you can share with others of real life things that happen that you can identify and tell them this was God. That was God that brings attention to that. You know, I had something happen uh, on Saturday. I'm not going to go into details of names or anything, but someone that I've been praying for, no one that's in this church, um, texted me. And all they said was, I love you. And I was like, well, I love you too at 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) You know that was not, you know that was hard, right? So, and I said, are you okay? Because this person has not contacted me in a very long time. And so they began to share with me a dream that they had. And the dream was so was so awesome because it brought them a memory from their past when they were a child. And when, um, I will tell you this much, they said John O'Fabu was hugging them. And I went, well, that's God. I said, because it's reminding you about God's love. It's bringing that memory back to you about a time when you were walking with God and you were experiencing God in a, in a mighty way. And this conversation went on. So even dreams are happening with those that we're praying for. This is somebody, you know, right now, during. let me just say I haven't declared a fast for the church, but I would encourage you to fast and pray right now. You don't have to fast a full fast. You know, do it however God tells you to do it. The way I'm doing it right now, I said, Lord, you're forcing a fast where I'm only eating one meal a day. But I'm praying for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I want them to have an encounter with God that they will never walk away from him. And that's a good prayer for our families, right? And God is doing it. This is an answer to that prayer. And so I'm just telling you, we need to believe that God can move upon our families, that if we fast and we'll pray for this ministry and for the supernatural things that we have been promised, a move of power that will come and take place, that we'll be able to say, that's God. And not only that, other people will be able to say, that's God. Because the miracles are to show people that he is existing and that he is who he says he is and that he can still do today what he's always done. Amen? We've got to minister to these people because there's so many out there that are lost right now. Uh, There's been several that I'm trying to minister to that, you know, they're even talking about suicide. I bind that in the name of Jesus. But the world is such a place where there's such hopelessness. They don't know God, and they've gotten away from, or they've gotten away from God, and they, the enemy has blinded them. So we bind that mind-blinding devil that's kept people's eyes shut And the reality of that God is real and that he still loves them and he wants them to just repent and come back. It's time for them to come back. Amen? Everyone that's walked away, I pray right now for every child, every grandchild, every person in your families that have walked away or who never knew Christ, that they will come into the salvation and into the kingdom of God. In 2024, we're expecting more. More salvations and more souls, Father. I thank you that you're leading us by your spirit to to those that need to know God and that you will lead and guide us to them and open the door for us to minister to them. 
And I thank you for the things that you are doing, the things you've done, and the things you will continue to do to reveal yourself this year in a mighty way. Thank you for what you're doing in our nation. Thank you, God, that justice is coming, not only to the nation, but to the body of Christ, and that, Father God, you are dealing with those things that need to be dealt with so that we can be pure and holy and righteous before you, and we can be the vessels we need to be so that you can flow through us and and be able to use us in the kingdom of God. Lord, we just want to please you. We want to serve you. We want to be obedient to do those things that you want us to do to bring you glory and to accomplish our plan and purpose that you have for us so that we can stand before you on that day and say that we completed our assignment and you're happy with us and and we can receive our reward as we enter into that place in heaven. I thank you for that, Lord, and I give you all the praise and honor and glory for what you're doing, and we do praise you for all these situations and circumstances. I thank you. Everyone that experienced those miracles in those planes or in that hotel will acknowledge that, God, you were there and you protected them and you kept them safe. And I thank you that in every situation in the days to come, we will be more aware that you are moving and you are having your being in every situation to open our eyes and our ears to see and to hear things we've never seen or heard before. And we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it, God. So we're asking you, Holy Spirit, not to let us miss it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Is it on your heart to come do a song or preach or whatever? Come on. I was just going to say, you know, even in the little things, we have to be so mindful of of where God is in our life. Yep. You know, I, I will be at work, and there's a difficult situation with a patient or a parent, and I'm like, Lord, I need your help, you know, um, and, and, and just the Lord will just flow through me, and that, that, that issue or that, that situation will be resolved, you know, I've been, you know, involved in traffic issues, you know, where cars, you know, near misses, you know, those things are, you know, it, we're not being sucked out of planes, but it's those little things yep. that we need to acknowledge God in and everything that he does, how he protects us, how he protects our kids, how he protects our families, you know, how he provides for us. All of those things, that's, you know, that's God. You know, and I think, that, you know, as you were preaching this morning, Pastor, you know, I'm reminded that we need to acknowledge God in, in more. We need to acknowledge him. We, yes. need, to, we need to acknowledge even the, the, the little things that God, you know, it's like if God can take care of the flowers and the birds and the grass, then how much more is he going to take care of us? Amen. How much more is he going to watch over you? Uh-huh. How much more is he going to provide for you uh-huh. and do the things that, that, that need to be done in your life? Come on, somebody, because what he does for you, then you're going to you're going to be an example and a light to the others that are like, how did that how how does this happen? How does this happen in your life? How did how did you know you should have gotten into an accident? You should have been, you know, in, in bankruptcy by now. You should have been sick. You should have been dead. But it's God. It's God. And the acknowledgement of that, we need to do that more, even in the little things. You made me think of uh, when you're talking, I was thinking about when I used to work at the Express News, and and I would witness to my boss and my assistant and all of them, you know. 
and I would say things like, you know, that's God. And so we were in a car accident, my boss and I. And she looked at me and said, don't say it. I said, it's God. It's okay. We're okay. It's God. She was so mad at me for saying that. But a few days later, she came back and said, it was God because I got a brand new car. And she loved that car. You know, so I'm just saying, even things that you feel like are something that's bad. Yeah. God can turn it around and do something with that. Amen? Amen? Yeah. 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 And so we just have to trust him in every area. And sometimes, you know, it's hard when it's our kids going through something, but we don't want to interfere in that because if you try to bail your child out of something God's trying to do to bring them into the kingdom of God, then it's just going to cause them to have to go around that mountain again, you know? It, yeah, and I and I think you know even in the times where we're you know we're asking God, Lord, take this away, you know, do this, do this, you know, you know, there's purpose in everything that we go through. There's yes. purpose in everything and and where God leads us. And so in that moment, you know, you just got to trust God that if you're going through a situation that you've cried out to the Lord about, you know, that He knows how to take care of that. And it may it may be a little bit. But on the other side, but on the other side, I'm going to say that again, but on the other side of that, you're going to see the hand of God. Man, I have lived over that many, many times. I know, and and you know, sometimes you forget. And I mean, it's like this week, there was something that was really heavy on my heart, and I just like, I don't know how to resolve this. I don't know how to deal with it. But I'm telling you, something happened that came in and took care of that situation. And God is so faithful, and he's so good. And so just trust him. Trust him. You know, he's looking for us to have faith. It's faith that moves God, not our doubt and unbelief and our complaining and going on about the situation. Just say, okay, it's yours. See, this is his church. This is his house. Amen? And that's how I feel about my house at home, too. This is your, this is our house, the house that we have together. And so when anything goes wrong... Well, hello, Lord. This is your your deal, you know. And God is faithful. God, did you have something, Leslie? Come on up because they can't hear you online, and then we'll pray, okay? Thanks again for all of you coming. But isn't God good because it's not going to get 18 degrees till later on, and tomorrow's a holiday so you could stay home. Well, not for you, but... Maybe they'll close the office because you won't have any business tomorrow. I, I, it just reminded me of the Jewish faith, how they they recant every year the Passover. Yes. They, they, they read the book of Esther. They read uh, on Hanukkah. They remember what happened, the miracle that happened. And it's to keep that, um, that before them, yes. you know, that focus before them. Yes. So, um, yes, recounting. Absolutely. The miracles God has done. You know, we don't want to be like the children of Israel who forgot what God did in Egypt to get them set free, but complained the whole time they were in the, and ended up in the wilderness. Yep. You know, we, we got to remember what yeah. he's done for us in the past and what, by, what, God, what God told us. He's going to do even greater than that. That's right. So we're expecting even greater things than that. Amen? And, and Amen. And, um, I shared with um, discipleship class, but 
my word of, of 2024 is open doors. Yes. And um, my first thought was like one dimensional, like God's going to open doors for me and I'm going to walk through the doors. But I said something um, that in my time this Saturday with the Lord, it, it actually was on, um, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday when he showed me. He's like, what does Jesus do? He stands at the door and he knocks. So I am going to open doors for him to walk through right. in, those painful th in those painful areas, in those ugly areas in my life that he, he needs to heal. He wants to heal. He, he needs to heal me, right? right? He wants to heal me so I can be transformed into mm -hmm. the person that he wants me to be. Because what is all this for? Uh, when we have things that hold us back, don't we want to be healed from yes, that? Don't we course. want to rid that? And and we don't allow him in those places. Like he And he's not going to just force his way through. He knocks, right? So we have to invite him in. So yes. I, on Saturday, I, I wrote in my journal, um, I actually texted Candy it. So I had it written. I was like, oh, thank God I wrote it down. Um, but I made a commitment to recognize, hear his knocking and invite him into those places. And um, it makes me a little scared, but it's necessary. And, and I know I'm going to be transformed. Amen. And let me just say, I have heard a lot of the prophets say, and I feel like that open door for 24 um, does fall under the greater, you know, things for expecting more. But I, I thank you for acknowledging or sharing that open doors, there's a lot to that. But you opening the door for him, not just necessarily focusing on the doors he's going to open for you. So that's very good. Very good. Well, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we have been able to, to get the word out, and we thank you that everyone that's listening is encouraged and blessed today. And we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory, and we just thank you that if anybody's watching this that has never asked Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, that they will acknowledge that you, Son, Jesus, came, and he died on a cross to shed his blood to allow us to have reconciliation with the Father by just asking Jesus to be your Lord, your Savior, after repenting, ask him to come into your heart, and then now follow him and let him lead and guide and direct your life. And then the Holy Spirit will come and also lead and guide and direct and give you discernment that you need for these hours and for this time. I do believe we're in the last days. I don't know when he's coming, but I can tell you, if he came tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. So God bless you, and we'll see you next week.